You're listening to the Bitcoin.com Exchange Podcast. Our guest today is Alex, founder of Trade the Chain and Scent. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people, entities, or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. This episode is brought to you by the Bitcoin.com exchange, the exchange you can trust. Buy and sell Bitcoin as well as 250 digital assets. The Bitcoin.com exchange is secure, fast, easy, and reliable. Register within seconds and buy crypto with a credit or debit card. Join our community of traders now. Exchange.bitcoin.com. I'm your host, Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Very much appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Alex. You know, it's interesting in, in this space, in this cryptocurrency slash, block, slash blockchain community, you know, there's a lot going on. And yet when everyone, when, when we talk to them, when we ask them their story, I like to start with who first introduced you to Bitcoin? I mean, how did you first get involved? Yeah, no, it's a good question. It's always a good one to ask everybody, right? Uh, people want to know. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I traveled through the traditional hedge fund space uh, for the last decade. And um, we, you know, I'd known about Bitcoin. I'd read uh, when Mt. Gox had gone down uh, and kind of kept tabs on it. But in 2017, um, a company, a crypto company out of the U.S. Uh, had approached my hedge fund administration firm and asked if we could administer their crypto fund. And I said, wow, that's, um, that's cool, but I don't know exactly what you're doing. I know hedge funds, uh, but I don't know crypto funds. And so uh, we taught them how to administer a hedge fund um, and they taught us everything we needed to know about crypto. And from there, I was just absolutely hooked. Now, so what makes it so different? I mean, a, a crypto fund versus a traditional fund? Nothing really. Uh, it's it, it, the mechanics are are simply the same. It's the assets that are different. And of course, when somebody approaches somebody who's not familiar with crypto and says crypto instead of say stocks, you just normally you get scared. And so you're well. What is this crypto stuff? Is it going to change any of the mechanics or the functions of uh, how it works on the traditional side when it's equities? And no, it doesn't. So it, it was overcoming that fear of word crypto and learning all about it, um, but realizing how similar it is to uh, functions on Wall Street when you put it into a hedge fund and everything else. It remained the same. You know, so it's interesting. I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago, but uh, the U.S. Treasury Secretary came out and, and spoke uh, some words about Bitcoin and and recently, some other language came out that said, I guess, Reader's Digest, that, you know, it's really very similar to investing in gold or, or some other asset. So how can there be such a change in conversation? And, and do politics really drive the conversation? I do. I, I think it's best interest based. 
uh, so to speak, um, when it comes from the political angle. So it's whatever fits uh, their agenda um, or, or narrative the most that is going to dictate what comes what comes out of their speeches or or. Uh, their announcements of feelings towards crypto. Um, I, you know, Reader's Digest, that's a, that's a pretty interesting one to put out a commentary on crypto. But it is, it's, it's similar to any other speculative investment or asset, right? So, I mean, a lot of correlation uh, has been attributed between Bitcoin gold, store, va- uh, store value and things like that. And, you know, if you go down the down the sheet, it becomes more speculative, more volatile, but that's not unlike a traditional market going from a Dow uh, listed stock all the way down to pink sheets, right? So there's a lot of similar characteristics. Again, I think it's people who are scared of the word crypto, and that's just because of not understanding it or not being educated fully. Now, how much easier is it to sell Bitcoin over gold? Uh, Well, you know, being in the world, I find it to be the same. <laughs> it's just as easy either way. You give me gold and you give me Bitcoin. I can, I think I can purchase them and sell them uh, just as easy. You know, so talk to us about what do you think is going to happen long term in this market? And then let's kind of dig into trade the chain. What, what, what you guys are up to and what you're doing. I think long term, it's just it's just going to, you know, it's going to seep into everyday life more and more. And I think uh, new users into crypto um, have jumped up considerably over the last year. I think that's due to COVID. A lot of people had nothing to do but sit behind their screens uh, in their homes while they were waiting for this to pass. And as they did that, I think a lot of them picked up on crypto and um, educated themselves, became participants I think uh, new users on exchanges for crypto uh, jumped tremendously um, earlier this spring, which was a catalyst for the uh, bull market uh, that happened. So um, I think it's only going to grow and grow and more and more people are going to understand it. If you stop anybody on the side of the street now and ask them if they uh, know what crypto is, I think uh, more than not, they will say yes, as compared to five years ago or even one year ago. Now, did you see that coming? I mean, when you were first introduced, you know, could you ever have imagined that so many people from all walks of life, all education levels, literally all corners of the earth would be having a conversation about, well, something called Bitcoin or the the Dogecoin or or one of the many others? (laughs) No, I did not. Um, It's truly remarkable. Uh, You know, one of the things we do is uh, sponsor a NASCAR team here in in the U.S. And um, I was at the track just last week in Atlanta Motor Speedway and saw the, uh, you know, saw our uh, our logo on and another logo on a car. And um, it, it, a lot more people understand it. it's becoming more and more mainstream. I think when, uh, let's say, for instance, fans in the stand at that race saw that they weren't mystified, scratching their head, not all of them, at least. Whereas if you go back a year ago, they would have been like, what the heck's painted on that car? Yeah. So talk to us about Trade the Chain. Sure. So Trade the Chain, uh, it's, it, we're a data analytics, a sentiment data analytics platform and uh, dashboards, uh, very community oriented. So um, we're for the retail crowd who's developed for the everyday person from uh, data sources that are normally used by crypto hedge funds and the institutional side. And so we wanted to bring that to the uh, everyday person. So uh, kind of give them the same, the same exact data uh, that the institutional players were having. Um, and along with that, we created a community that goes around that membership. So uh, our 
it started out as an idea and it's uh, it's formed into a couple thousand members um, in 23 time zones uh, that interact 24 seven uh, with research ideas or just even just regular banter, but a lot of education um, within our member only discord. And then along with our, our sentiment data channels, which are, are just huge. Uh, um, and if, if I could dig deeper for a second into sentiment, I think, you know, one of the real drivers for us coming out with that form of data, um, and for those who don't know, sentiment is is generally the uh, flow of how people think one way or another about an asset, good, bad, um, and whether that makes it particularly tradable or not. And so with the lack of fundamentals in crypto, um, there's not too many of them that you can really break down and kind of analyze to make a decision. Uh, we thought sentiment um, really was becoming the new trade signal. And so it became a very actionable alert, uh, how the mood of people are. Are they in favor of it? Are they not in favor of it? And will that decide how, whether I'm going to invest or, or, or sell? And so that's, that's a macro view of the trade the chain platform, but very community and education uh, centric around those sentiment signals. Now, when you started the company, kind of comparing it to where we are today, has the conversation with your clients changed or is it more advanced? Like, what are they, what are they talking about that maybe in the early days they weren't asking you? Uh, I think in the, you know, our, the member spectrum runs from, from new people to uh, experts in crypto. And it's interesting to grow with the people that first came on board in the beginning. Um, they ask all sorts of questions and the great the great thing is, is that there's a lot of people in the community to always be there to answer and help. And I remember having a, a, a woman who was um, a particular novice in the space uh, early on last year, and she asked, she was in the community every day. She was, how do I translate these signals? How do I read these signals? Anybody have any good suggestions on, you know, hardware wallets and this and that? And she just learned and learned. And she um, she created a rhythm uh, for her investment style in crypto, the more she understood. And uh, just about a month and a half ago or so, um, she announced the community, you know, she had like retired from her, her taco waitress job after 10 years to do this full time. And those are the like feel good stories. But it's not because of me or our company or my co-founders. It was because of the community that had come in to trade the chain that lifted her up and educated her. So it was a really unique experience and we we thoroughly enjoyed hearing the story and those like it. So you're helping people not make mistakes that many of us made in the beginning. You know, there is this fear of missing out and it happens quite often. So talk about this, this concept around dollar cost averaging because I've heard this term many times in the market and many of our audience members, you know, they're wanting to get into the market you know, talk to us about that, that how do you do this called dollar cost averaging thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's different type of investors, um, whether it's swing trading or what you call DCA, dollar cost average. And the dollar cost average investor is, is an interesting one. It's one that, um, you know, sees value. Uh, wants to be a participant, maybe not, you know, they, they do other things. They have other professions in their lives, so they can't be active. So for them to to really smartly invest into an asset that they believe in is to dollar cost average. And dollar cost average is buying the asset periodically um, in, in a timely schedule 
And whether that price goes up or whether that price goes down, not not drifting from that style of, you know, every day or every week, I'm going to buy this certain amount of this asset and accumulate it because in the end, what they're doing is dollar cost averaging. And so they feel that their investment is going to put them in a position of long term profit. And so it's a very disciplined thing. Sometimes you don't want to keep buying that on the way up. Sometimes you don't want to keep buying it on the way down. But in the end, it's a dollar cost average that makes you a winner. Fantastic. And the clients you're seeing right now, those that are you know trading either, I don't know, on a, a four hour, eight hour, two day, 20 day, even 50 day average, you know, talk about the emotions that go into this. I mean, you, you have these moments of just high highs and low lows, right? Yeah, that's the way it is. It's uh, it, it is high highs and low lows. Um, you know, I, I think that providing as much information to a person as you can in order for them to make an informed decision, not always the correct decision, um, but the most informed one is key. And so myself included and our team included, we, we have those lows of lows where, you know, something didn't work out for us. And um, but with Trade the Chain, it's really cool because the person who's having those high of highs or low lows gets to either celebrate or cry alongside a lot of supportive folks. And so I think uh, I think that's a key driver also in our success, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a wide spectrum of euphoric or depressed. I don't know what the other side word is, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's interesting what trade the chain, what, what, uh, what you guys do, what you offer, you know, comparing it to some of the people out there that spend time on telegram or, or Twitter or even discord is what you've done is create a community, a, a community that that's there to help others succeed and ultimately not fail. You know, many times people that have come into the space, they, you know, the, what they put into to it from a, a resource standpoint they lose and they get very frustrated and they, they don't understand. And it takes that tribe. It takes that village to help guide you and educate you. And it sounds like those are some of the extra tools that you have available on your platform. Yeah. The, you know, I love the word tribe and that's exactly it. It, it does take that. And one of the, one of the catalysts for uh, trade the chain sponsoring uh, a NASCAR was to kind of deliver that message from one tribe to another. And I think that's what it takes once you build that that little village is to is to now start to create a country. Um, and so that branding, uh, you know, transcending over into the racing world, which is just one of many. Um, but we all have a certain amount of time in our hands, so we can't conquer everything at once. But the NASCAR community is a very tight community. And so we saw that opportunity um, and how that community reacts to various teams and drivers and how strong they are uh, is very like minded to um, the crypto community. So whether it's people who like certain coins or projects or people behind them. And so we, that's really the big reason why we started off trying to set, you know, kind of deliver the message uh, into NASCAR. You know, so talking about making laps, I mean, what lap are we in right now, Alex, in this in this race? Where are we? Are we lap one? Are we lap 10? Where exactly do we fall? I think we're very early on. I think we're, we're right at the beginning of the race and it's going to be a long one um, and it's going to be a great one. But, it, you know, listen, I'm not going to go down the Internet analogy. I think that's been overdone a lot, but we are still very early and people don't understand that. And even with the craze of what's happened over the last six months with more recognition of crypto, that's, you know, five years from now, that's going to be a little blip on this on this journey or this race. 
and uh, it's not going to be as big what happened over the last six months as people think it is five years from now. So we're very, very so early. So it sounds like what you're saying is when in doubt, zoom out. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So your your native token of the platform. Talk about it. Yeah. So one of the things that we created was uh, the SENT token, um, S-E-N-T, and that's sentiment token. So it's a little play on words. Um, so the SENT token, what we wanted to do and the mission of it was to create a value add. Uh, so the SENT token team, it's a completely uh, separate company, um, to, created this governance and, um, and loyalty program for Trade the Chain members. And it's to incentivize them across various counterparties. You know, our team and, and co-founders have worked in the space uh, for quite some time, um, mostly on the institutional side. So we got to build relationships with various protocols and counterparties. And so we, we basically called them up and said, listen, we, we're building this tribe and uh, we want to add further value to them than just our data and our community, uh, we would like to offer incentives on your platform as well. And so whether that's in the form of reduced trading fees or higher APIs, if you're a trade the chain member or send holder. Um, and so a lot of guys, you know, a lot of them jumped on and said, this is great. And so that's what we created the token for. We didn't sell the token. It was a fair launch. We just put it out there for the people. There was, there's, you know, we have treasury uh, aspect of it where it's a um, lockup, whether it's for airdrops to our existing members for loyalty or future members um, that has a long term lockup. And uh, yeah, it was just a fair launch to our members and we continue to give it out. You can see it's running, you know, uh, the Cent token team, I think, is giving away a chilling uh, amount of uh, cent tokens um, to to really kind of garner this and create more value. And that's really what it's about. And we took, that, we took that story from a couple of our friends. So I can't say it's an original. Uh, cent token um, took it from, you know, the likes of other projects or apps that do the same thing. And uh, we just tried to expand on it. Well, you know, years ago, I was uh, told this advice by somebody and he said, success leaves clues. So if, if success leaves clues, then sometimes learning from the success of others, as well as the failures from others, help you to create something that's everlasting. How do we learn more about Trade the Chain? Absolutely. Just uh, you can visit tradethechain.com um, to learn more, as well as uh, you can always uh, come and visit my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com. Uh, forward slash Alex Massioli Crypto. Uh, we publish our weekly member AMAs there for everybody to see uh, that we do live every Friday. Um, and then for the Cent Token guys, you can go over to CentToken.com and um, see what the uh, member loyalty program looks like and any updates on that. Alex, thank you again for sharing your story on the Bitcoin.com Exchange podcast. Thank you very much. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people, entities, or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com. 
where your journey begins.